Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Deuce, Season 1, Episode 7. It's called Our Reservoir, uh, full spoilers for the episode as always. So, uh, this one's actually very scattershot, I feel like normally there's one or two plots that I feel like were well, the two main plots and then the rest were just little snippets, I feel like everything was kind of equally snippety snippety throughout this one. So you know, we'll, we'll walk through the characters as we, we typically do and we'll kind of take them on you know one by one that way yeah but certainly a lot of things going on and more vincent or more more frankie than vincent which is strange for one of these I think it's the first time that we've had that right yes yes it's, it's interesting because uh, ashley basically she's told right okay it's time because we see some again some time has passed that they're, they're working at the uh at the parlor as they're calling it seems to be more normal now they seem it seems to be a normal occurrence yeah, and they're not the only one either. Yeah, she's told to go off working, uh, and she complains that Laurie's not going. And he's like, "No, but she she's done the movie. She's to rest for that. You 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 go and work. You go punch the clock," as as he says. And she's like, "Ah, oh, screw this!" And she just walks off. That's kind of our our opening to the episode. And she ends up at the bar, and she ends up chatting to chatting to Frankie and the. Uh, they joke around, they have some fun and Paul and his boyfriend his actor boyfriend, who's he's got a movie coming out uh, and he's in it they're going to the premiere and Paul sort of is like oh it's called Boys in the Sand and Frankie incorrectly goes oh you mean like, so it's you know, or, you know Lawrence of Arabia you know, sandals and swords and that kind of thing and he's like yeah that kind of thing he's like oh can we come uh, plus one and he's like I'll take her and I'm like this is going to be the gayest thing ever, isn't it? it yeah, it was so obvious. Like, like the, the way Paul was looking at it going, you really want to get to do this to him? Yeah. Uh, the, the best thing about it, though, is when we actually cut to the scene of them like in the theatre watching the movie, right? And it is. It's, like a, just, it's, like, it's a porn. And yeah. he, Frankie just sitting there like making his comments and being really awkward. And Ashley just kind of been like, like, oh, look at all this dick, and she's like, oh, just, this is every day for me, and she's just munching the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was delightfully amusing, uh, and then he has to leave early. He can't take it anymore. Yes, and then he's like, what the hell's a vignette? <laughs> what the hell's a vignette? Yeah, because he said, I'm in, the, I'm, in the next, I'm in the next vignette. That's what he says to him. Yeah, like, yeah. What the hell's a vignette? <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up more than it should. Uh, you, you didn't like the movie? I couldn't follow the plot. <laughs> Oh man, Fra- Frankie was on fire this episode. Yeah, well, they they really wanted Dick. They dreamed about having Dick, and then they got lots of Dick. That was the plot. Seems pretty simple. That was the sort of it. But they end they end up spending the night together uh, at a hotel room, and we see we see that Cece is like like oh where is she? Like she's basically just abandoned them and like went off one morning, and it's mm. like and I was getting worried. I'm like oh my god, what's he going to do when he finds her when he like stumbles into her? Or she goes crawling back, you know. Whatever the the resolution is going to be, I don't yeah. see it having a happy conclusion. Because you know yeah, she was we've seen how it can go. Yeah, very first episode we saw him like threatening her with a blade. Like that, that was the, f- the end of the first episode. Yeah. So we know she's no stranger to it. So she knows the risk here. She knows what she's doing, uh, but she she can't take it anymore. And it's funny because she ends up uh, chatting to Abby, and you know, they, they talk about it. And then Frankie gets her to take her to her place, so she's a place to hide. Because I don't yeah. think it was established to me quite yet at that point, like, how much she knew about what she was, like, to him and she just, like, going out with him for a night. But no, he seems to know that she's on the run. It's like, she, she's, like, she's she's hiding her. 
I think uh, he'll he'll know who she is in passing. At least he'll he'll yeah. seen her in the bar. He sees them all, and he knows enough of this to go. Look, if she's out here with me, she's not working. Yeah, so so he ends up staying with Abby, and Abby's very kind of like, uh, is this bitch going to rob me when I when I go to work? Kind of yeah. feeling. Uh, she ends up cleaning the place actually. She she, she makes herself useful, uh, and she she reads some books and uh, like Abby again. She kind of like goes into supportive mode. She wants to kind of support her, help her get out of the slave. But she even says, "I'm not giving you any money because I've been down that path before and it did not go so well." You know, mm-hmm. uh, she was taken advantage of, and here you see her like she wants to try and believe in her and. She's very tempted not to. She ends up borrowing her dress, actually, the same orange dress we've seen Ashley wear, like most of the season. Like that's that's yeah. like a, that's her outfit, uh, and she wears that for. We'll, we'll talk about that there separately. But uh, it's after this where she she gives her a check that her dad gave her. She's like, "Hey, go 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 visit your sister," and you know whatever it was. Lackawanna. Uh, there you go. I'm impressed you remembered that. <laughs> it's because they made a joke about it. Mm. Uh, so our final episode is actually them uh, in the bus station and she's leaving and I was actually this is where I was really worried because we know CC goes to the bus stations to pick up new talent yeah yeah I, I mean I will say I was a little surprised this scene was on the end given, given what, mm. what, what came before I was like okay this this is how we end the episode instead yeah it the, seemed the, strangely <laughs> yeah it just it just seemed strange to me, that implied she was actually legitimately getting out. Like, she wasn't coming back. At least not in the same capacity that Darlene came back. Mm. No, I'm with you. You know, because they made it at the end of the episode. Like, no, someone who maybe we didn't necessarily think... Because I think for a lot of the season, we thought Darlene was going to go down that path. And then she didn't. Yeah. Whereas this is saying, no, like, she actually is making this choice. She is going. Oh, I agree. I, I definitely think that's the point, yeah. I just yeah. It just seemed strange placement to me. That's fair. Maybe they just wanted a happier note to end on. I don't know. I think, I think the other stuff's pretty happy still. Are you happy when Reggie uh, got arguably. shot? Arguably. <laughs> mean... It was being awful to everyone, admittedly, all episode. He was he was yeah, beating exactly. up beating up his he's, girls. He's, he's, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, he was beating up Melissa. He was unsatisfied. Uh, he's pissed off that his other girl, Kim... Uh, actually, that's not her name. That's that's the actress's name. But regardless, she, she has a heroin overdose or whatever she's on. Uh, at yep. one point, that's actually one of the things this really showed us this episode is like all the problems that might arise whilst the parlor is in operation. You know, we have a girl who ODs. We see that Melissa and Barbara, you know, the other two that have been stealing from guys, yeah, they're, they're, they're pulling the sting. Yeah, and they get caught. Uh, and obviously, once it's like proven they're actually doing this, it's like it's clear that okay, it's their fault. They're the ones that are getting in trouble. You know, and Reggie's pissed, but that's why Reggie punches off presumably. Um, and we, we see all that and. Uh, you know, and it's over the course of the episode. The, I can't remember his name, but the guy who runs the diner, you see that he's not happy with how she's being treated. Over yeah, the course of the episode, because every time he brings her food, she gets dragged away, and he's not happy. You know, and he goes over and he pulls down the sunglasses and he sees the the black eye, and he's like, "Hmm, he's not happy about it." And it, once again, towards the end of the episode, Reggie tries to pull it out. You're doing a double shift to make up for everything you've done, and so on. And, and he's like, "No." She's just got food. Yeah, she's, she's eating. Got a plate, and you know. Then he talks back to him. He's like, "Oh, what, what the hell do you think you're talking to? You know, piss off." And that's when he just pulls out a gun and shoots Reggie, and Reggie dies. Well, presumably dies. I mean, maybe he'll be resuscitated, but he looked pretty dead to me. Yeah, I mean, judging by that, he goes and makes the phone call, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got a body here." Yeah. If he's not dead now, he will be by the time they come and do cleanup. Mhm. Mhm. Uh. So no, and I, I think that's maybe 
one of the themes of this episode, one of the scenes we get of the rest of the pimps in this episode, is they're just sitting in the diner, and they're and funnily enough, Reggie's missing for that scene, but the other three of them are sitting there, and they're talking about how the this new change and like you know what is their place now now because they, they keep talking about how they don't have they have so much spare time because they don't have to be out there whilst they're working like whilst the girls are doing their thing they're not allowed there so they're just like yeah it's it's what we've been talking about it's like they, they've kind of become irrelevant what purpose yeah. do they serve in this system anymore yeah uh rodney <laughs> rodney's been going to see fantasia oh no, sorry he didn't go see fantasia uh, Larry went to see Fantasia, and Ronnie's also a fan of Fantasia, and they 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 talk about how they like Fantasia. And she doesn't like, like Fantasia. You probably don't like Fantasia actually, because you're a dick. I've never seen Fantasia. Exactly. I prefer Phantasm. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was a very very stealth uh, reference to a joke on the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Where Xander tries to get Phantasm for uh for Halloween viewing, and the video store accidentally gives him Fantasia instead, and he's really upset about it. That was one of the mo- that 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 was a sniped that reference. That is a deep cut. Yeah. Of, a, of a pull for that. That was that was a sniped reference. That was. I am proud of that one. I'm taking all the points. Taking all the points for that one. Christ, you're a knob. <laughs> so, George, um, you know always find this conversation for me though. Uh, they're talking about being irrelevant. What's our place? What we you know? What are we supposed to do now? Like, yeah, sure. The, the girls are still the prostitutes. The money's still the money. All this is still this. But we're what are the pimps now? And what it was really making me think of, actually, in a weird way, was video game retailers. Uh, you know, your 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 GameStop and whatnot, mm. because. Yeah, they're still kind of surviving right now, barely. But, you know, they keep talking about how things are bad, they're shutting stores, because a lot of people just buy their games digitally, you know, on the on the marketplace, either whether it's the PlayStation, the Xbox, or on PC, they're just or buying it buy directly. It from, you know, other places that, you know, or like, you know, the supermarkets or Amazon, because it's cheaper. Yeah, more so Amazon. But even, even, even um, like, other stores like that, though, I feel like over time, that, that'll... Over well time, done. sure, but like yeah. like those sorts of stores can sell them. They can undercut the dedicated game scores just because they don't need to as make as high a profit look, on an individual game. Look, look, stop bringing in these these other things. The, the the point I'm trying to make here is that the middleman isn't necessary anymore because there's now a safe place where you can just go and get it directly, right? And that's kind of what this parlor. I'm is. with you, but I, I just thought your your analogy kind of fell apart a little bit. No, it didn't. I think it did. You're just arguing this to be a dick now. Stop it. Well, you shouldn't have done that Buffy reference, should you? It's just my, my my analogy is completely fine. It actually makes complete sense. And you're just trying to poke holes in it because you're annoying. Stop it. Stop it right now. You were planning that Buffy reference since you watched it, weren't you? No. I, I was not, as it happens. Mm, okay. Spur of the moment. Uh, but that's what it was making me think of. It was just like how irrelevant they are now. Like People don't need them anymore. The girls don't really need them. Yeah, because they're not allowed there anyway. Because I mean, Candy's kind of getting out of the, this, this side of the business, but let's say she still was doing that. Like This would actually be perfect for her to just go in and say, okay, what's the price to rent one room as just for me, myself, for the yeah, night? Yeah, and, and they've all seen Candy been doing it for years. Yeah. Like, so, they know it can be done. And g- giving them in this safer space where there's like a bodyguard, like, you know, all of a sudden, this like w- w- what are the pimps' roles in this? They're, they're basically just being dealt with uh, and again, comparing it to the the video game analogy, like the idea that the retailers are still being dealt with for a while, 
because the infrastructure's there and some people still go to them for it because they feel like it's almost like a phantom necessity. But eventually, over time, more and more and more, you see that you don't really need them at all. No, I'm with you. I think at the minute, the pimps should enjoy what they've got. They're like, hey, we've got free time. We've still got money. Let's make the most of it. But there is a number. Let's go see Fantasia. Because, like, if they're going to try and recruit a new girl, why would the... And then the new girl knows that these places exist once it becomes more well-known. I think I think that's what the pimp's purpose has to change to be. Because, you know, at the minute, they want established talent from out of town already because mm. it's, it's easier for them. I think they're going to have to get in fresh talent who aren't aware of all these things and have to actually train them up. That'll have to become their role if they want to survive. There'll be recruitment for the for the yeah for the, essentially. The they'll be yeah. they'll be the training grounds. Okay, okay, I, I can see that. But will they be smart enough to uh to because not even smart enough? I shouldn't even say that. It's it's not about intelligence because that they're in a very sort of they're very savvy in a lot of ways. Uh, not not in a very yeah. nice way, but they're savvy. I think it's more a case of do they th- think of that. Or does their pride in wanting to keep what's theirs override that and they do something reckless because of their, their egos, basically? I think after last week, I'd have said, no, nah, they're, you know, they're not going to have this idea at all. But I think, you know, with this, where they, they realise that they're irrelevant in this system, they're, they're maybe not entirely, but they're, they're kind of on it, aren't they? Hmm. I think that maybe they're more ahead than we think. So maybe they will start looking for other ideas. I think that's part of why Reggie was so angry with this episode. He just felt like he was irrelevant most of the time. Yeah, he's, he's, he's lost his power. He's still got the money, but he's lost his power. But yeah, he's going around trying to re-establish his power by shouting at Vincent and his bar, by shouting at all these different people. Yeah. And it just, it, it's not really working. And he ends up getting shot. Uh, so, you know, and it, maybe that's again, it's a sign of the idea of how they treat the girls that time is ending. Like there's too much resistance. There's too many new systems in place now for it to keep going that way. So, you yeah. know, uh, and again, CC's the one I worry about. Like, what is he going to do when he feels that threatened? Yeah, I agree. I think he's the, the next loose cannon. Yeah. I mean, Larry doesn't seem to be thrilled about it. Uh, there's that one great shot later on in the episode. It's just one little moment where you see him walking down the street and he's got nothing to do. He has no idea what to do with himself. He's just yeah. wandering. I think him and Rodney are the ones most likely to be okay with it all. They're the ones most likely to adapt because they kind of mm. just... They're not as bothered as the others. They've kind of been a little bit more lenient. I don't know. I feel like they're the ones that are going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you got yeah, that stuff. Um, jumping over, uh, we'll, do, yeah, we'll talk about Abby. Uh, and we'll talk about her basically wearing the prostitute's dress so that she can go and embarrass her parents because they've got this formal, formal event, this formal party. And... She she kind of likes to Vincent and says, "Oh no, it's not that formal. You you come wearing that leather jacket that I like." You, you yeah, leather. leather jacket and the boots. You don't need a suit. Yeah, don't need a suit. And then they walk in, and you know she she's good and she's in the skimpy dress and she's like dancing around with them. She's making it all erotic. But as soon as they walk in, he's like, "Abby, what the hell?" He's looking around. Yeah, he's like, they're all in tuxes. I could have put a suit on. That's <laughs> I feel like a place. Uh, and then he's getting grilled by her father. It's just very uncomfortable for him. But I, she's... I like how. The father knew exactly what had gone on. Like when he was like, I was a because I was a bit misinformed as to the dress code, and so I was like, yeah, I'm sure you were. I know exactly what she's done. Yeah, she, she's there to throw throw her lifestyle in the face. She wants to rebel against it. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's, it's another sign that she wants to 
she she has this rebellious type. She wants to you know challenge the established quo, which was expected of her. What you know, that kind of stuff. Because uh, you, you see her actually, uh, just to go back to like her and Darlene, you see there's a small scene with them at the start of the episode where it seems like they're okay again. They're they're just kind of chatting, uh, but there's just this little moment at the end where she mentions a friend Bernice that she brought to town, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, how is she? Is she doing okay or whatever?" Uh, and it's like, and it's it's the one moment in the scene where things go a little bit sour, like, "Oh, this is why they were pissed at each other." And it's like she's she's like not only are you doing this to yourself, you brought someone else into this life, like yeah. And and we see how bad it is for Bernice this episode. Yeah, Bernice uh, basically has like a panic attack uh, dur- yeah. during uh, one of the Johns. She starts screaming, and you know, again we have Bobby running in with with Black Frankie to deal with the situation. Like, what's going on? Uh, and they think, oh, what have you done, you asshole? And he hadn't done anything, seemingly. Like, she's just freaking no, out. No, it seems really clear, because, you know, the other girls are in there, and she's going, where am I? What He was just trying to force himself on me. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, he, he wasn't, obviously. I don't like. It do, I don't think at all that he'd done anything wrong. I think he'd just, you know, done what he'd expected, and what she'd obviously was there for. Yeah, yeah. And the, she just blanked. The, the, yeah, the, the scene plays completely like she had some kind of weird... Uh, moment. She's like she she like blanked or blacked out for a second, and she's having this attack, and yeah. it, it's made clear because later on Darlene says to her, "Go home if you stay here, you're going to be killed." Uh, this was a mistake bringing you here, uh, which again seems very. And this is Darlene's fault. I think this should weigh in Darlene's uh, mind a little bit over over the next while because she she brought her here admits that she really shouldn't have that she wasn't ready and okay sure even if she goes home right now if she packs her bags and just goes home she now has to live with the memories of like coming out here and trying this and doing it for a couple of months or whatever like yeah you've you've kind of like forced her into this life for a little while and now she's going to live with that memory and that's you know that's kind of dark and and but the thing is i don't think she's gonna go because you know she stands up and she walks mm-hmm. after, but she seems defiant, like she wants to prove that she can do it. And I think that guilt for Darlene is going to build up, and I think it's really effective because Darlene was the first, the first character on the show where we, th- you know, where we really connected with and said, "Oh, she's she's like, you know, we recognise that she was maybe capable of more, and we kind of wanted her to get out of it, and we wanted her to like, get better because we saw her, she was nice to the old man, and she didn't steal his money. Yeah, yeah, we we were with Abby, you know, when she came read, read the book, and yeah. you know, it's like, oh, she she. She recognised what what we did. It's like you could do more. And it, 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 in a very very in a lot of ways, she was kind of the the first sort of heart of the show. And there's I think there's more now, but she she was the first one we kind of latched onto mm. in that way. And it's kind of like her doing something that's kind of maybe kind of ruined someone else's life. Is like yeah. it's really it stings more than it would if it was just some asshole character. Yeah, I agree with that. It does because I feel like she really has made a mistake, and it'll be mm. interesting to see how she grows from that. How she considers herself when she sees Bernice maybe go through more stuff, maybe actually die. Like maybe maybe that prediction will actually be just completely true. I feel like someone has to, <laughs> like one of the girls. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I can see just to, it. Just to, to to drive it home. So so that was that. Uh, we also had obviously some stuff with Candy or Eileen, as we seem to be using that name more often than not now. Uh, mm. We see her first, she's on one of her, her escort jobs, uh, and we see how different, how vastly different this is to what she was doing before, where it's in a fancy hotel room, the guy's very sort of talkative and honest, because she goes straight for the bedroom, and he's like, oh, this pops some wine, this, this, have yeah, a drink. Yeah, have some dinner. 
yeah, uh, I'll order you some room service. I can't take you out the restaurant because people might see me, but <laughs> I'll order you I'll some dinner. Order up some food, yeah. Yeah, he wants to pretend like it's a real date almost before they before they yeah. have sex, but it's actually he's almost more dismissive afterwards though because as soon as they finish, he's well. I mean, he throws up first bizarrely. He, he goes and throws up. Uh, clearly, he feels a bit sick about what he's doing, even though he wanted to do it. But he uh, he comes back and he's almost immediately he lies down in the bed and just says, "All right, leave." Yep, you can go now. He's done. It's, in a weird way, it's actually more demeaning than before. It was like we pretend, but the pretense wasn't for her. The pretend was all for him. Yeah, to feel better. Uh, but about but it. she looks pretty awkward throughout the whole thing. She feels mm. out of place. She does, which is a big contrast to her on set when she's she's not even in the scene when she's dressed up as if she's going to have been a scene later she's not she's got the robe on she's got a wig on but yeah she's she's offering advice she's talking like uh, laurie's in a scene with the guy and like they're being very unemotive like she looks like she's just kind of a zombie lying in the bed and she's like oh maybe do this or maybe, maybe do that and she's like yeah lift up her legs a bit and yeah uh, i mean even before that's when they come back from the break because first like right oh, go get dinner you know they need to eat and, she and then she's like, it. no. Uh, yeah, and then she's like, well, I don't like this green. Let's get some red. Yeah, she starts dressing the set, and someone, you know, the, the girl even cracks a joke. She's like, oh, you're the set dresser. It's like, the what? It's like, oh, that's what they call it in Hollywood, the one who's like the production assistant, you know, production designer. Yeah, art, art something. Art director. There's lots of phrases that mean the same yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but they, they used art. In yeah, I, I think it was art she, director. Because she was really confused when, when, when yeah. she said art. She was like, really? Art? But, but this the, isn't art. They're basically all the same thing. But the, the, yeah. the, the, the point was that she was starting to do that kind of naturally, and she was also starting to direct the actors. And unlike Harvey, she was actually getting a good performance out of them. Because she knew what it was like to be there. Yeah, I, th- I think partly that. I, I think um, j- just creative as well. Because it wasn't even just like she was directing it in the sense of this will look good on camera. It was like, no, I know that feels good. Because when Laurie yeah. starts reacting, it's not like she's just pretending. It's like what she actually gets them to do actually enhances what they're doing. Uh, right, that's what I mean. Because yeah. she's been there, she knows what's what's good. So she's like, right, yeah. do this. That'll end up feeling more natural. She, she, has, she has an odd sense of experience for this that actually lends itself to what she's directing. Um, exactly. And she has all these little moments where she's like, trying to like, give Laurie some advice and she's like, you know, oiling up her boobs and, you know, joking, mm. oh, I always wanted boobs like this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very kind of, but you, you get this feeling that she's almost mothering the entire set at, to, an, to an extent. She, yeah, she's definitely. A little bit of directing, a little bit of lighting, a little bit of, well, not lighting, but, you know, a bit of art direction. She'll, uh, she'll get that. She'll making get sure everyone's fed. Um, you know, even saying, yeah, people. Don't, you know, can't have sex on a hungry stomach. Like not everyone can. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, who's hungry?" And the, the guy, he's still inside Laurie at the time. Stops. He's just like, like, "Yeah, me. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Please feed me." Yeah. So you know, they all they all have food. And Laurie tries to pay her back for the food, and she's like, "No, no, no. It's fine. You 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 work on You're set. On you get set, paid. You don't pay. Yeah. yeah. You get you eat. Yeah. Eat's part of it, which is true. That's actually true of the film industry. You get you get food. There's catering always. Yeah. Uh, to some extent. Um. Oh, yeah. I apologise for the computer noise that just happened when I hit the space bar. <laughs> yeah, you're a goddamn disgrace. I, I do a lot of hand movements, and sometimes you hit things. Yeah, I always push my keyboard out of the way in case. It's pretty far back to, but I just, I just really do a lot of hand you re- movements. You really went for it that one, yeah. I really went for it, yeah. Uh, but no, this is really fascinating. And you know, after all this is done, and she's she's with Harvey, and she's you know she's just getting ready to leave, and there's. He's saying bye. He's like, "Hey, like, uh, how how's that job going? Like, you know, uh, you, you enjoying it?" She's like, eh, it's still, I mean, it still sucks. Like, 
Yeah, there's more bullshit before it, but it's still just sex. And you get a sense, okay, she's willing to do this now to make some money, but she's really eyeing up more things. Like, she's eyeing up all these other jobs that she's trying to get into. Yeah. Uh, and you really get a sense that she will get there. Like, she's actually good at some of it. She's, she's showing this episode specifically that she has a natural eye for a couple of yeah, different things. Yeah, and Harvey sees that as well. There's, he, he knows. Yeah, Harvey could almost transition to just being like, you know, he, he deals with the, the money side of things and, like, sets things up and... He'll be oh, the producer, essentially. Yeah, the producer, yeah. But she's the creative one. Yeah. And she knows how to speak to them as well. She, you know, just in the sense of making them feel kind of welcomed and, you know, making sure they're fed, all those kind of things. Uh, which I'll admit, as someone who's directed things, sometimes you forget that your crew and actors need to eat. Yeah. What what an inconvenience that is. As an inconvenience, because you know, you you got you know two hours left before sun goes down. Well, I mean down. That, that's kind of Harvey's whole thing. It's yeah. like, look, we're behind schedule. We really need to get this done. It's like we ain't got time to stop and eat. Yeah, and I, I think the director's always so stressed that they're the first ones to go. No, you know what? We won't. We'll just not eat today. It's fine. Uh, but everyone else is like, no, I can't function without food. Please. Um, it's a balance. I'm not saying that's the right thing for a director to do, but I've been in the position where you kind of just conveniently forget that because. You're too stressed out about the actual job at hand that you don't care about eating lunch. Yeah. I think it applies in other jobs. Like at work, we often will be like, oh, we're not having a break today. It's like, you know, the boss will be just like, oh, we haven't got time to have a break. Mm. And it's like, well, I mean, I should be able to take a half hour break, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's just life sometimes. Uh, but he even tries to look, you know, you get, again, we talked about this last episode that they seem to have this bond kind of forming this friendship where he tries to ask about, oh, like, you know, how did you get into this life? And he even asks, you know, is it a dad thing? Like, it's like, nah, not like you're thinking. Uh, which maybe implies that her father's related, but it's not like anything what he's prodding at. Yeah, yeah. Would lend credence to your idea of last week being the father. Oh yeah, when she, up. when she yeah. yeah ducks out the house and sneaks sneaks yeah. through the driveway. I yeah. wonder if she was sort of like Abby. You know, it was like a it was a rebellion thing. Yeah, but she went in a very specific direction. Whereas yeah, Abby's obviously, but I can kind of see it to to bring in that that mirroring theme later down the line. Yeah, I could see it, and it maybe stands to reason like. Because if Abby did go down that path, you feel like she would be like Candy in the sense that she wouldn't want a pimp. She's very independent, yeah. Yeah, like this would be purely a you know just hard. Like, you know, the more thing about it, they're, they're very similar types of people. So yeah, I don't know. No, I can see it. Uh, no, I'm enjoying that. Obviously, another uh, scene with Laurie. We see her at the sex shop. Uh, and we see that there's the t- we obviously we see throughout the episode that Rudy's going to get these these cubicles built like he's he's all for this yeah, let's yeah do this. they have a they have a mob boss meeting yeah and uh, I think it's Frankie who's like yeah we need to make sure they, they're cleanable like very easy to clean <laughs> build that into the price but we see that right now they are just these little things and you actually see one of the guys is just masturbating like just out in the open like he's just kind of going at it but Laurie's in the the, the one next to, and it's these little windows they look into to watch it you know very obviously it's the seventies so it's very old school little. Yeah. Pre- you know, inbox projectors, and she's she's just she's watching her own scene, and she's like, "Hey, buddy, you, who you jacking off next to me? Look, look at this one. This is the good so parts coming up. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then, then they joke about getting an autograph as she's leaving. In fact, they're all before they realize she's one of the actresses in it. They're all complaining that she's taking too long. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, the guy running this is like, I don't care. She's paying. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah, but that was a reasonable little scene. It's almost like she likes the fame. She likes the. I think it is, yeah. The attention. I think it's different because obviously uh, we saw Darlene before where she was horrified that she was only paid once and now anyone can watch this. 
but with Laurie, it's like, no, no, she likes the attention. She likes the whole idea, the image of, of it. Yeah. Also, we also see the, the, the benefit of the, the work hours. Like she, she, because presumably she's making more from the, the filming day, she's taking the whole week off. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, because she's being allowed to, so she must be making enough. Yeah. Okay. I don't imagine CC would be okay with her making less and doing that. So. No, definitely not. Yeah. Or even the same amount. Like I assume, oh, this must cover three days, so you get three days to to rest before you. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do your scene. You know, get, get like your acting. Be its peak, not be exhausted. So. Oh. Maybe that's what the pimps need to do: transition into being agents. <laughs> Maybe. So the last plot we have to kind of look at is the the, the cop side of things, um, namely Sandra and Alston, uh, and their kind of budding romance that's been kind of you know. And again, I think at the start of the, the the first scene in this one where they're in the car and he's kind of explaining, uh, yeah, these 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 parlors have been popping up. All the girls are off the streets, and yeah, I'm pretty sure they're paying us. Like not him personally, like you know the way he says it, but it's like just the precinct as a whole, like, yeah. the higher ups, yeah. And I wonder how much of that trickles down. Like, does he get a bump? From in his paycheck from that, you know. I doubt it. Not I'll just the, take it as a bonus. Yeah, not in the paperwork. I don't mean though. Like, just like, but does he get any of it though? Does he see a penny of it? Maybe in overtime. Okay. Like, because you know, they they made a point uh, in that I don't know if it was last episode, the one before. You know, they're like, right, and we're actually paying overtime for this stuff, and they all got excited. All right. So maybe maybe that's where some of that overtime money's coming from. So you think the overtime's off the books then? Yeah. Right, okay. I, I can, maybe. I can see that. Uh, but he, he's basically saying all this, and she, he's being, like, brutally honest with her. And, you know, more honest than you would expect someone to be. And she, she is like, oh, why are you telling me all this? And he's like, I don't really know. And I'm like, oh, that's because you get the hots for <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I, that's, the, that's the, the surface level. I think the real reason he's telling her, though, is because I don't think he's comfortable with it all. I, I think... Oh, he's not, no. He, he's like, no, this, this is kind of wrong that this is going on. Yeah, that, that, people should know. This much corruption, so I, I think he's like getting it off his conscience, uh, yeah. if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, so so we have that. We also have the fact that there's a new captain. The Fourteenth Precinct has a new captain, uh, and this captain asks him to be the the officer to like give him a tour of the you because know, he's new to the neighborhood. So he's like, okay, yeah. wh- what neighborhood am I am I commanding here? <laughs> he seems like less of a dick than the last guy. Uh, yeah, sure, he does. I mean, the last guy was a right now, Bernie. Uh huh. I'm sorry, could you be any more English after that stupid last sentence? What's wrong with that? He's a right knob, ain't he? I don't see the problem. That is the problem. That was a perfectly acceptable sentence. Jesus. Uh, but he, he asked him to like give him the tour. And Alston asks, oh, why, 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 why me? Why, why are you asking for me? And he, he brings up that the the person who trained him is this cop that they both know some some legend in in their like precinct or yeah. uh, in the area in the area um and he brings up that oh he he was like the guy who broke me in he's the guy who trained me uh, you know back when I started out and uh he he's like you know he was a black officer and he says that oh he he should be higher ranked than I am by now and he still may get there he's he's not retired yet but it's taking him longer because he's black and obviously this is uh, again, the fact that this is a bit maybe a bit more extreme because of the time period, because we're back in the seventies here. Um, but he he's talking about all that, and he says, "Oh, if you ever need to get like an honest answer, if you ever need an honest cop to actually tell you how it is, uh, find a, a low-ranking black officer who has been there for a while, has years on his on his uh, career, but still hasn't moved up." 
because they're more likely to just be honest about what's going on. And you can see it on Alston's face, like he, he's never really comprehended that before, and he almost, like I, I think there's a mix of feelings on, in him, where he's he's not really sure if he should be offended by what he just said, um, or if he, if he should be like, okay, he's right, like it makes sense, but he's he's not again much much like with with Sandra, that feeling where he didn't want to feel like he was being used, and I think that's also kind of present here. Like he's being used because of his position in the force and who he is, uh, and you know maybe the reasons not aren't bad. Like and you know at least in her case, it's like she she wants to expose things. She's doing it for kind of a noble cause. In this guy's case, maybe it's still kind of noble in the sense that he wants to know exactly what's going on so that he can get a hold of his his own precinct and like figure yeah, out what, what that's bullshit how it is. seems. Um, but it's almost like yeah, okay, I'm I've been pigeonholed into this like because of who I am in life and. It's like, again, kind of like the idea of uh, Abby and like some of the other characters, like, you know, we've been kind of dealt this hand, do we want to rebel and be something more? And mm. I think that's kind of like brewing sort of behind his eyes. Because uh, I think later on when he, when, he t- when he takes Sandra out and she drives him back to his and he invites her up and it's like, hey, yeah, you can trust me, it's just, it's just friendly. And he, he goes in for a kiss just as they're entering the building. And it's almost like, that's almost, I think, the motivation for him is that he wants to feel like he's actually doing something for himself, and he's not yeah. just being pigeonholed. He's actually, t- you know, go out and trying, and you know, may- maybe it'll fail. And for a second, it feels like it might be because she kind of she pushes away at first, and then he's almost about to apologise, and then she grabs him back in. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm doing my big hand movements, but so you have you have that that moment, and it's kind of a sweet moment. And we see the next day though, he's he's very chuffed with himself. Uh, he's he's way too proud about it. Yeah. It's been a while for him, hasn't it? Yeah. Actually, I may have those scenes out of order. That may actually be when we first meet the new captain. Was it? Or did we get two scenes when they're in the, uh, you know, the precinct room where they where they all get their 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 orders for the day? I have the one scene where, you know, they're all there, called to attention, and they introduce him. The captain. Yeah. I feel like there must be because that that it feels too early in the episode for it to be before the. Uh, I mean, because the, 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 yeah, the one scene where they introduce him and they do all that, they're all stood up, and then it's a separate scene where the captain comes over to his desk and yeah. it's like, hey, do you want to take me out on this? So it must have been, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm just misremembering it then. But I, the way I've got it in my head, that that conversation was part of the motivation to actually go in for the kiss. But if those were in the opposite order, then completely ignore everything I just said. <laughs> I still, I still think the psychology is there in his head. Yeah, yeah, it's for the there. Scene, just but... maybe not. He hadn't had the prodding. Yeah, Pro- yeah. I'm, I'm not sure because I can't remember specifically now that you've said a lot of that. Kind of, I think that's um, maybe a slight problem when it is a scattershot episode like this. Yeah, there's so it much kind of going on. It becomes hard to place everything exactly. In the case with him, those are two kind of separate plots with the same character almost. Yeah, ones with the captain, ones with Sandra. It's like they're, they're not. They're related in terms of thematically, yeah. but as actual plots, they're very separate. Yeah. So, no, it's uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. I guess the, the only final thing to talk about is just occasionally the uh, the assholes who are coming into the parlour and are being kind of critical of, oh, there's just these two to pick from, and, you know... And then Bobby's like, well, no, just the one, really. Yeah, but yeah. Bobby, for some reason, seems, seems to have taken a liking to one of them. And yeah, he's, he's, he's got a thing for her, hasn't he? Yeah, he doesn't want to see her being used that way, so he's he's actually paying her out of his own pocket every so often to, oh, you've made your money for the night, just, just stay yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah, you know that whole thing where, where Vince was like, look, you're, you're with my sister, no no dealing mm. with the merchandise. 
He's like, no, I promise, you know, I, won't, I mean, nothing happening. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good married man. And he's, he's just keeping her there, you know, giving her drinks, ordering Chinese but food now, together. Um, it definitely feels like he's smitten. And it, yeah, it feels like she's happy enough to just do this. Like, so it's easier work, it's, it's I guess. Getting paid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he seems to be smitten with her. <laughs> yeah, when they're ordering the Chinese, she's like, oh, I don't know if I should have this one or that. And he's like, ah, just get both. It's fine. Which, again, I think the implication is that he's paying for <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah I'll do yeah, both. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it was Ruby. is like, I don't want Chinese. And it's like, tough. We're, we've, we've decided it's Chinese. <laughs> Old Thunder Fries. Hey. Yeah. That's being nice, but, you know, fine. Well, the the, the finale, I checked, the, the name of the next episode is My Name is Ruby. So she oh, must okay. feature in some way <laughs> in she the must, finale. must have a, a big moment. I would expect so. Uh, I think so. But yeah, so that it's, just, it's actually kind of interesting to see the place operating it, like like this, where it's just everything's normal, and we see incidents prop up. We see people coming in. Uh, yeah, in fact, another guy coming to shake down for protection money. Yeah, correct. Kid himself uh, pops yeah. in because now he's part of a new unit, which also falls under this jurisdiction. So now he wants money too. So we'll see how Bobby deals with that. Yeah. Does Does he go crying to uh, to already? Like, hey, can you? I don't know. I feel like he he might do, but Rudy might just like laugh him out of the place. Be like, no, that's just you know the price of business. Well, yeah, you need to say raise the prices then for you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, if everyone's paying an extra fifty dollars, that's covered your two hundred a week. Easy. Yeah. So, hey ho. Uh, but yeah, you got that, that. That is the that is this week's episode yeah, of the Deuce. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I still think the last scenes were out of order for me. I would have had the. The train station bit, and then the the shooting, because I think it has that moment after he puts the phone down, and he stands back behind the the bar. Yeah, I was almost expecting the music to start before that. It... That felt like the final shot to me. It felt I was like there, and then it went into something else. And I was really surprised. It doesn't bother me. I can see what you're saying, but uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I still think it's obviously this show's been very consistent throughout. Uh, it has, yeah. We have one more episode left, and then it'll be you know a year, maybe a year and a half before we get to season two. Uh, but it's been very well told so far, and Definitely. I'm excited to see where we end with all these characters. I'm expecting probably one big death <laughs> in the finale. Maybe Ruby. Maybe Ruby. Given given our names in the title. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, so so we'll see but anyway that, that is the Deuce episode 7 uh, let us know what you thought of it in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff get us on twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv you can do that over there but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching uh, have you got anything else?